Welcome to Oncology Data Advisor. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Don Dizon, Professor of Medicine at Brown University in Providence, Rhode Island. Recently, Dr. Dizon spoke at ONS Congress regarding the topic of improving quality of care for the LGBTQIA community. Thank you for your time today, Dr. Dizon. And would you like to tell us a bit about yourself? My name is Don Dizon. I'm a professor of medicine and professor of surgery here at Brown University. And I see patients in the public malignancies program at Lifespan Cancer Institute. And for the university, I am head of community outreach and engagement for Legorata Cancer Center at Brown. As far as my work goes in um, the dis, uh, understanding and addressing disparities in sexual and gender minority uh, individuals, um, I am on the board of the LGBTQ Cancer Network, and I am on the task force for ASCO on sexual and gender minoritized people. Very cool. Thank you for that. So we will go ahead and get into the questions now. So first one is, what are some of the cancer-related disparities that exist amongst the LGBTQIA plus community? Uh, when it comes to the LGBTQ, which probably I will simplify by just uh, simply calling them SGM or sexual and gender minoritized people, uh, the disparities occur both in uh, the incidence of cancers, uh, it, it has, very limited data, but suggest there may be differences in the way they are approached with treatments and also in terms of survivals. Again, I think the major thing to stress is that the data sets are exceptionally small because one of the major issues is that we are not collecting SGM data in a routine uh, and organized way. And by that, I mean, we're not collecting sexual orientation and gender identity data as part of the routine demographics when people are diagnosed with cancer or even when they um, enter on clinical trials. But what we understand is that if you just look at, say, uh, the incidence rates of cervical cancer, it's higher in uh, lesbian and bisexual women compared to cis women. We also know that um, there, if you look at uh, the SGM community in a more intersectional way, there are things that overlap with other disparity factors when it comes to um, cancer and its treatments, namely uh, a higher rate of people living at or below the poverty line, higher rates of smoking, and even higher rates of um, obesity within the communities. Um, when you couple that with hostility that many people have experienced as part of healthcare at some point in their lives, there's also that reluctance uh, to seek or even have preventative care. And we see that in the screening when it's by pap smear, by PSA, uh, or even um, other methods that SGM people are less likely to undergo screening compared to non-SGM people. What is the knowledge gap among oncology professionals regarding the health needs of the SGM community and patients? Well, I, I think uh, there was a really nice study by um, a group that's based with Gwendolyn Quinn in New York City, and she looked at surveys among clinicians at National Comprehensive Cancer Network affiliated uh, institutions, which are by definition NCI Comprehensive Cancer Centers. And certainly at the start of a survey, it seemed like everyone was more familiar with how to care for um, gay and lesbian patients, not so much with the transgender communities. Uh, 
but there was a willingness to learn. And there was also this interesting statement that it, you know, it wasn't that everyone uh, felt it was important to capture sexual orientation. And I thought that was surprising. It was almost or nearly at 50%, but there was a large proportion who did not feel this was relevant information. More people thought it was important to collect information about sex assigned at birth and to also understand uh, gender identity, but not so much with sexual orientation. But what was most interesting is at the end of that survey, people also realized that what they thought they knew was much less than what they actually knew. There was an appetite for better education, uh, but um, surprisingly, um, whether or not it should be mandatory was very much uh, not uh, widely seen as uh, important. And how, how do you believe oncology nurses could challenge their assumptions related to the SGM community and cancer care? Well, I think just like other folks within a cancer center, um, we all have to better be aware of our own implicit biases. Um, when you see two women in a room, it's not an uncommon experience among lesbians to be incorrectly identified as sisters, for example. And that's just a bias that people, that's an example of a bias that some people may have. So this whole notion that we have these assumptions about who people are when they enter our center and that um, it is only when it is apparent uh, based on gender expression that one is not, say, heterosexual. And that's what prompts questions. It also really um, ignores the fact that there are many people in the community who can pass for heterosexual. And not giving them that opportunity also robs them the opportunity to let you know who they are and to identify if they choose to. I think nurses, as I said in the conference, are the conscience of the cancer center. And what that means is that we are, you know, they are oftentimes along with, say, our social workers and maybe some physicians who are invested in these areas specific to their own, say, communities or their own experiences, there can be part of a core group to point out that things are important, where things are important, where things are not being um, addressed in a, in, a, in a more sensitive way, and also ask for some changes. The whole um, approach to the SGM community requires a strategy that, you know, really isn't limited by someone's role or someone's position in the cancer center. It has to be thought of in terms of implementation. How can we implementate, implement a change in a way that reflects our center's core values? And that means, you know, understanding uh, education from everyone that works within our centers, maybe even outside the cancer centers to embrace diversity and equity as pillars in the treatment of cancer and other medical conditions. Amazing, yeah. And last question, um, what resources could you recommend to oncology nurses or anyone to learn more about the SGM cancer care community? If your institution values diversity, equity, and inclusion, that this should be something um, that is addressed at the institutional level and the resources, which are so dependent on the communities you work in, should be available. And if they are not, then we need to ask for them.
Okay, amazing. Thank you so much for your time today. Okay, thank you so much.